the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dearly beloved friends. And finally, Advent is here. And finally, we are in the month of December. Um, finally, we are in a time after Thanksgiving, we await uh, um, the Lord's first coming. You know, the earliest prayer in Christianity is Maranatha. Maranatha or Maranatha. And uh, with me as well in a studio is um, via phone um, is uh, Ambassador at Large for International Religious Freedom, Mr. Sam Brownback, and the former governor of uh, the state of Kansas. And um, one of uh, the leaders of this country who made sure United States can be the face for good. The United States can protect religious freedom. The United States can and must lead the world in purity and in charity. And um, he's a man who helped us a lot as well um, in raising awareness about the persecuted Christians. And uh, now that he left office as ambassador at large for international religious freedom, we want to pray for him, want to pray for his family, want to thank him for his commitment to God, to family, to faith, to freedom, and to this nation. But we also want to tell him it's too early to resign. He's still very young and a career is way ahead of him. And all the people are in need for his kind, loving, reconciling, and peaceful voice, mind, and thought process. Ambassador, good holy morning to you. Oh, good holy morning to you, Father Andre. It's just great to hear your voice. You too as well, Ambassador. How about we pray Psalm 2, you and me, welcoming the Lord in this Advent, preparing us for Christmas, and of course, thanking God for the time of Thanksgiving and uh, for this beautiful season in which, despite the pandemic, we want families to get together in a safe way, yet we still do not want them um, to prohibit each other from seeing one another. So hopefully um, you and me on this good Sunday morning with Father Andre, um, we can invite the people um, to wake up, to pray with us on this Sunday morning. Go to church, please, and um, um, get on the phone and uh, do a video call or a small call with your family members and tell them how much you love them before Christmas and every day of your life. Because God has a son, and God, because of his son, he actually did love the entire world. But guess what? In God's love, sacrifice is the mean through which God showed us 
the best love that there is. The greatest love is the love of the one who laid down his life for the sake of others. Today we pray with Psalm 2 with Ambassador and we will continue our conversation about religious freedom. Let us pray. God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Why do the nations protest, and the peoples conspire in vain? Kings on earth rise up, and princes plot together, against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their shackles and cast off their chains from us. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord derides them. Then he speaks to them in his anger. In his wrath he terrifies them. I myself have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask it of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, and as your possession the ends of the earth. With an iron rod you will shepherd them. Like a potter's vessel you will shatter them. And now, kings, give heed, take warning, judges on earth, serve the Lord with fear, exult with trembling. Accept correction, lest he become angry and you perish along the way. When his anger suddenly blazes up, blessed are all who take refuge in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Ambassador, good Sunday morning to you. Good Sunday morning to you, Father Andre. So why do the nations protest? <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're trying to pursue a route other than God's route. Uh, I think they want to pursue their own way. Uh, and God remains sovereign. It won't work. Uh, it may seem like for a while that it's going to work, just like evil for a time period seems like it's going to, it's going to prosper, but it never ultimately works. And I think people just want to pursue a way other than God's way. Do you see in this uh, challenge um, between the nations and God, does it apply to United States of America today? To this time, I'm going to start putting you on the spot. You're not always going to be the kind, nice man. You have to guide the people, Ambassador. Is America today in adversity with God, or is America in an obedient state working with God? I think we've got a battle going on for our country, which way, which of these routes we'll pursue. The biggest division between, uh, in politics right now, is whether you believe in God and he's got a way forward for people or you don't. And that it gets then expressed and fought in our public squares. Uh, and uh, I, I think we're in a real battle for the soul of this nation, the literal soul of this nation on that very point, whether we're going to follow God and his ways or follow our own. 
Well, um, does that answer the question, Ambassador, if America is in adversity with God or is now the friend of God? What do you see it more going? Um, I know you said it's, it's a battle, but are we in a middle ground or we're more in the adversarial state of being against God as a nation today? What do you see this administration doing? I, I uh, Well, I mean, if you break it down on various issues on abortion, you've got an administration now that's opposed to God. I mean, here's this fundamental human life that is completely innocent and is being slaughtered. Uh, I, that, you, that is just it's wrong and it's evil. Uh, and it, we are fighting a big fight against it. And I pray uh, that the Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade so states can start uh, limiting uh, abortions instead of this constitutional right to abortion. There are other places, I, I think, really caring for the poor and foreign aid. The United States does more than any other country around the world. I think that's honoring to God that we do that. Uh, and I think that's that's very good. The United States stands for religious freedom more than any country in the world. Even this administration, that this is a lesser topic to them, we still stand for religious freedom. And I think that's honoring to God. Well, and when we do things like have pornography, so much pornography in this country, that's just obviously a, an evil that hurts many people in our nation and around the world. Well, you, you, you see, Ambassador, today there is a new nominee uh, for international religious freedom. By now, I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not. Uh, um, I believe, um, uh, do you know him, Mr. Hassan, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I, I do know uh, Rashad Hussein. Rashad Hussein. Uh, I, you know, I don't know him well. I've met with him several times. He's very uh, bright and articulate. Uh, but he's the nominee from the Biden administration uh, for that position. What do you think about his agenda? First of all, what do you think about his background? I, I know you, you've seen uh, in the International Religious Freedom Roundtable, um, many welcomed him, many sent him letters to ask him specific questions, for instance. First of all, his background on Sharia, um, uh, is this concerning to you? Is, does it, is it a concern to the United States that the ambassador at large for International Religious Freedom comes from background of um, the book of Quran, not from the book of the Bible? That's the first question uh, a person could ask. Well, it's a it's a legitimate question to ask, but it it doesn't have, in my estimation, it it doesn't have a bearing on the office. Just like anybody that runs for public office in this country can be of any faith or no faith that they want to be from. That's a person's individual choice, and the people can look and assess what they want to do. But we don't have religion tests in this nation. So uh, whatever his faith or no faith at all, uh, that's that's not a qualification or a disqualification for public office uh, in the United States. I think what we need to look at is what his agenda would be. And, and generally what he's been saying and supporting is, look, I want to push an aggressive religious freedom agenda. When I've met with him, he wants to stand up and fight for Christians uh, in very, various parts of the world. Um and I, I think we measure a person then by uh, what they do uh, in that office. Well, we know Ambassador and the statistics uh, from the uh, Pew Forum and um, many statistics in the world that, first of all, 
80% of the world population experiences in somehow a severe um, religious persecution. Do you, you're, you're aware of that? Absolutely. Right? Yes, and that is true. And that the, is true. In the Mission of Hope and Mercy now, we have started our campaign for Christmas called Feed a Family, Save a Nation. Feed a Family, Save a Nation. Inspired by uh, the Gospel of uh, um, Matthew, yet at the same time, inspired by Psalm 2, we as Christians and Judeo-Christians do believe that God of Abraham, God of Jacob, God of Isaac, you know, that God of David, um, uh, basically is the king of all the nations. Do you see that there could be an ambassador at large in office who may not believe necessarily in that line or because in, in a Sharia law, and um, uh, the God of Abraham is definitely the same God of Abraham. But we do not know if it's the same work that the God of Abraham does in both religions. Like the God of Abraham in Judeo-Christian tradition, of course, is a God of fight, of battle, but is a God of love and is a God of prosperity, is a God of redemption, um, is a God who became man and somehow. Can you see that the new ambassador will be able to help the Christians without having a conflict with the Sharia. Is this a possible? I, th I think it's possible. I, my counterpart, when I was in that job in Great Britain, my counterpart was a, a, a Muslim. His dad was uh, an Islamic cleric. Uh, and he did great work uh, in advocating for Christians being persecuted uh, in Muslim countries, and really his voice had, uh, in many cases, there more credibility than mine because they looked at him and they said, well, he, he has the same belief systems that, that I do, but he's advocating for people to have religious freedom in Muslim countries, which is generally not the case. There are very few Muslim-dominant countries where you have actual religious freedom. Correct. And, but this guy did a great job, uh, and I think uh, somebody from the United States could do that as do that as well. Will you be in touch with him to help him to advise him? Would he reach out to you? Did he reach out to you? Yes, he's already reached out to me. Uh, we've talked uh, several times already. He's associated and working with uh, an Islamic scholar that's advocating uh, a top Islamic scholar that's advocating for equal citizenship for everybody in Muslim countries. Uh, and this is a big step forward uh, to get Islam to move to equal citizenship, meaning that the Christian, the Jew, the, the Hindu in a Muslim country has equal citizenship rights. I want to tell you. fundamental to us, but it, it, it isn't in those countries, and it must become that. He has the, the most wonderful opportunity, actually, to turn things around. No question. First of all, to break the barrier, to break the taboo between Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. I, I do believe there have there has been ambassador at large from the Jewish tradition, right, before, yes. before you, but, but never from the Muslim tradition, as a matter of fact. You know, um, uh, I do. I do see that the largest problem today in the Middle East is an unfortunate possibility of war between the Shia and the Sunni. And it actually, providentially, it does and somehow help if you have an ambassador at large who recognizes and know um, religion in the Islamic world and try to mitigate try to avoid that conflict and try to help those people come into a common ground of a peace 
of coexistence and of reconciliation in somehow. Do you see this as a task that he will do? I know you said he will work for equal citizenship for everybody in Muslim countries, and this is great because we have millions of Filipino people, for instance, in the Emirates. We have probably 650,000 Lebanese Christians who work in the Emirates for 40 years and 50 years, and they never were able to become citizens. And now there is these issues between, you know, the, the, the Saudis and, and the Shias uh, with Iran in regard to um, Hezbollah, the, the non-conventional military component of it and the terrorist activities that is happening in Yemen. What is his agenda going to be in this regard, Ambassador? What do you see him being able to accomplish to avoid well, major religious war between Muslims, I'm saying? Yes, I, and I, that's what I've spoken to him about. I said he's, he's got an opportunity to really, I think, open up the Middle East for religious freedom. And it's been so close and so harsh and so much carnage and death around religion. And, and that's what I pitched him. I said, this is your great, this would be your great thing, really, would be to go into that region. And he seemed to receive it. Well, you'll have to, one would have to see what happens if he's in office. Um, uh, but uh, he, he sees it. That's where he's got credibility to move. Islam has to change Islam. Another religion, Christianity, Judaism, can't change Islam. Islam must change within itself, and it must change itself. And it, it'll be done by voices within Islam, not ones from without. This is this is well said, Ambassador. Um, Islam has to change Islam. Well, I guess Islam has to make Islam more valid, more true to, 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 to itself, be pe basically being the people of the book, being the people who live in a, um, a geo-human and geopolitical and geospiritual environment um, that is a part of the um, a progress towards a peace. Um, uh, except that we see today in this administration, which is the same administration that uh, appointed um, uh, Dr. Rashid as ambassador at large, um, now to, to follow in your footsteps um, would Joe Biden listen to him, do you think? Would he listen to his recommendations? I, I think so. Uh, I think the State Department would listen to his recommendations. Um, we, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on religious freedom in the prior administration because we just saw it as this fundamental building block that had crumbled uh, so much around the world and needed to be built up. Uh, I think if they would continue that view... and. Here's another warning to the world. If we don't get religious freedom right, you are going to see more of the clash of civilizations. You're going to see more genocides, and genocides happen generally to religious minorities. Whether it was the Jewish Holocaust or the Uyghur Muslims now being persecuted or the Iraqi Christians, it generally happens to a religious minority, and you will see more of it if we don't get religious freedom spreading around the world. Well, uh, if you look at the case of Lebanon, Ambassador, there is systematic persecution. I mean, the Christians are in the middle of this huge fight between the Sunnis and the Shia, unfortunately. This is a country of the cedars of God. This is a country where Jesus did his first miracle. This is a country where um, many of the apostles, actually, from South Lebanon um, area, the High Galilee area. Um, today, this country, the Christians are lost. They do not know. And we are running a campaign. I hope people will visit it on missionofhopeandmercy.org. Missionofhopeandmercy.org is running a campaign 
for Christmas, we're trying to send gifts for 900 children, try to find milk for 300 babies. We have about 8,000 families without food, Ambassador, and without um, milk and without um, no medicine. And hospitals have shut down. You, you have seen, I mean, we, we've spoken to you a lot about the case of Lebanon. But at the foundation of it, there is a religious persecution. And that religious persecution yes. has to do actually more between the um, eco-balance, the religious balance between the Sunnis and the Shia, and then the Christians are in the middle of it and they keep paying the price. The price. Would you be able to influence the new ambassador to help and assist in a situation of Lebanon to protect the Christians there? What was your experience like when, when you hit the case of Lebanon, if I may ask you? Yeah, it the case of Lebanon was a tough one uh, because you do have these uh, huge um, different religious-based groups. One of the things we tried to do was to get peace within the children of Abraham. Uh, And I gathered together uh, scholars from Christianity, Judaism, Islam around the topic of our faith does not support the use of violence to promote the faith and to get the, the, the three monotheistic, major monotheistic faiths to come together and to stand up and to push for that against violence in the use of promoting the faith and just say, you, our faith does not support this. This is not in our faith beliefs. And I think that's what, what really needs to take place throughout the world. And can you imagine the burst of peace, if just the, the children of Abraham said, okay, we're not going to kill each other anymore just for peacefully practicing your faith. We're not going to do it. And your top people all said, we're not going to do it. It's not going to happen anymore. And what a burst of freedom. Imagine Lebanon. What could happen in a place like Lebanon if that were the, the, the governing culture? That that was the thought to govern the country instead of killing each other if you don't agree with the right. A, a governing culture should be the meeting of the Abrahamic religions um, in order to push against violence and to confirm a peace in the world. And but here uh, at home, Ambassador, and we have a few minutes to pray together um, and, and conclude. It is always an honor, honestly, and privilege. And I could feel the Holy Spirit floating all around the way. So those who have joined us. This morning, this is Good Sunday morning with Father Andre conversing with Ambassador at Large, former Ambassador at Large for Religious Freedom, Ambassador Sam Brownback, and the former Governor of the State of Kansas. Um, Ambassador, in Matthew chapter 24, we speak about the Great Tribulations. And then we speak also um, about the unknown day and hour. And then we speak about a faithful servant versus unfaithful servant. Is America aware? of the Great Tribulation today in the world. Are we aware of it? Are we aware of it? Oh, yes. Are we part of this tribulation, or we are actually part of leading this tribulation? Are we trying to prevent it? Do you see this administration preventing tribulation when it comes to COVID, when it comes to abortion, when it comes to religious freedom, same-sex marriage, and all of these scandal issues, and, uh, all of the negativities, the education in the school system, uh, the, the tending to the poor, as you said. Uh, where do we stand from? Well, I, I, think, every, in, I think in the... the I think in the leaders' hearts, they want peace, and they want the things to be better. I've not met anybody 
in public life at the levels that I've served at that I thought had a truly bad heart. They just wanted bad things. They all want good. It's just how do you define this? And what do you see as good? And and then we get into men's determinations instead of looking at God's determination. You you inspired me to ask you a final question, and not to put you on the spot. Will you ever lead an initiative of reconciling Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and liberals? Would you ever lead or think, or are you in somehow leading some type of an initiative to try to put President Trump and President Biden um, on the same, in the same room to speak together, to reconcile so they can proceed seeing a peace, to face the challenges that are coming against America? I'd be honored to lead such an effort. I've been trying and working on reconciliation with Native Americans and African Americans. We, we need it with all Americans now. I love you, Ambassador, and I will pray for you, and, with you, and I want to be with you for such an initiative is the key initiative in order to make sure both presidents understand the former and the current, that we wish them both a Merry Christmas. We want them to unite and heal this nation. We want them both to repent. We want them both to look at religious freedom as a basic foundation for peace, for prosperity, and um, to remove violence. And we want them to know that they are being remembered at this Christmas for the conversion of heart and for the encounter of their souls to be blessed by Almighty God. And for you, Ambassador, I want to pray with you, for you, to your family, that your food will be blessed. May God bless all the world, all the nations in the world that are suffering from the COVID, from the pandemic, from the diseases, from famine, and from hunger. And may Almighty God bless us, forgive us our sins, protect us from all evil, and bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today and join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.